You know, there are some reports, and I don't want to scare anybody, this is not widespread, but it's rather interesting. There are some people who have gotten the two shots and have been reinfected. Some people with one shot, that's a little bit more understandable. At first glance, these reports of people getting infected with COVID-19, despite the full vaccination, sound a little alarming. I mean, do the vaccines work? And, and yes, the vaccines work, but uh, let's face it, we're all different people with different proclivities. We wanted to find out a little bit more about that for you and with you, and so we invited Dr. James Wright to join us. He is Chief of the Ontario Medical Association's Economics, Policy, and Research Division, also an orthopedic surgeon. Good afternoon, Dr. Wright. Hello, Peter. How are you today? I am uh, really good and delighted to have you on the program. So tell me a little bit about this. I mean, I know you're not uh, Chakrabarty and, uh, or, or Zane Chagla, all these infectious disease doctors, but you are a physician. You're vitally involved in research, uh, and you know about this stuff. Why would people get an illness that they have just taken two shots over the course of three weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, whatever it was, depending on their vaccine, and, and then suddenly turn up with COVID? So the short answer uh, to your question is this isn't uh, worth being alarmed about, but I'll, but I'll expand. So I can understand completely, one, why it's of interest to the public, but also why it's a bit confusing. And the reason it's confusing is when you hear about how effective these vaccines are, it's very important to understand effective against what. So in many cases, uh, the clinical trials, which is the basis on which these vaccines have been approved, show their ability to prevent you from contracting the disease at all. So when we hear percentages of 60, 70, 80, and 90 percent, that means if you've been fully vaccinated and you're exposed, you would not contract COVID. Okay. But many people feel a more important outcome is hospitalization, severe illness, which is hospitalization, and at the worst would be death. And that's where these vaccines are spectacularly effective. So, um, yes, the uh, vaccine may be 60, 70, 80, 90% effective at preventing you from getting the disease, but what's really important is they're highly effective at getting you the most serious outcomes of the disease, and that's where people should feel reassured. So when we talk about 90% effective, that means one in 10 people, if exposed, may contract the disease. But it's important for people to recognize this is probably the mildest form uh, of COVID. So I think your uh, public and Ontarians should be reassured that uh, once, even after a single vaccine, let alone after two, that you're protected in, in a really positive way. Okay, so I think what you've just described are what a lot of the public misunderstood as the vaccines came on scene uh, late last year, and that was efficacy rates, that they're expressed as a percentage. So you'd hear uh, Pfizer has an efficacy rate of approximately 95%, and people thought, well, I want Pfizer because it's 95% effective. That's not what efficacy Efficacy is if you had 100 people and you gave them all two shots of Pfizer, um, the efficacy rate says that if this were a typical group, five of them would probably come down with COVID-19 despite having the vaccine. Uh, but uh, as you say, and I'm not putting words in your mouth here, it would probably feel to them like, a, I don't know, a crappy cold. Yes, and in, in fact, many of these people may not even know they have um, COVID. So it uh, it completely, um, uh, as I say, these vaccines, first of all, even in preventing disease, 
are spectacularly successful. Um, we see very few vaccines that even come close. For those of you that you've had the flu uh, vaccine, you don't expect to get 95% efficacy. You're lucky if you get 60%. And then even if you get it, you want it to be a mild disease. So these are spectacularly successful vaccines. And I also, people really focus on the 95% for Pfizer, 90% for Moderna, and 60% for AstraZeneca. You have to remember, all of these vaccines are spectacularly effective at preventing severe illness, but also they were tested at different time courses and in different populations. So it's not like AstraZeneca is necessarily a hopelessly inferior vaccine. It just got tested later in the course of the disease. There were more variants. It was tested in other populations. So this whole idea of you want the best vaccine, um, you should get a vaccine. And when it comes, take it. Well, the average person out there, and I include myself, because uh, I'm certainly not, uh, I'm a layperson where medicine is concerned. All I have the benefit of doing is talking to people like you for the past year and a half. So I've learned a lot through you. And, and uh, I, I think that the medical community and the general population alike, the average person, thinks that uh, all of these things are nothing short of miraculous. Because this, this whole COVID thing just came on the scene barely 18 months ago. It first hit our shores. And here we are looking at going back out to restaurants and sitting in the sunshine and having a drink with our buddies and having friends over to our house and uh, hugging each other and uh, shaking hands. And this is 18 months from start to finish. I've never heard of anything like that. So, uh, Peter, you've hit upon a key point. And I don't mean to uh, in any ways minimize the frustration, uh, the impact of the lockdown, which has been daunting for families. Uh, it's been hard on businesses. But um, in terms of the timeline, this is one of the absolutely modern miracles. Most of the time, it takes three to four years to develop a vaccine. And you remember early on, we heard maybe 2022, maybe 2023. And here we are in 2021, uh, among the world leaders in first dose vaccination in Canada. So uh, you're absolutely right, uh, and that doesn't minimize everyone wants their second dose as soon as they can get it, and they should. But uh, if we just step back and go, boy, it sure could have been three years of lockdown instead of 15 months. I was talking earlier to uh, Dr. Chakrabarty, and, and we were comparing notes on this guide that the uh, public health people at uh, Government of Canada have put out, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. It doesn't look much like good guidance to me. Uh, if I were to reduce it to what am I going to do in practical terms as an individual, it's I've got my two shots. If I'm with people who also have two shots, I'm going to behave like it was 2018. If I'm with people who are either uh, resistant, and I know a couple of those, they won't take any shots, then they've got a problem and I should be respectful of the problem that they have because they want it. I mean, I'm not... I'm not criticizing them, do what you want. But I've got to watch out for you because I don't know. Can I be a carrier? I don't know that. There are a lot of things that still have to be learned. But uh, what, what this guide is saying is, by and large, if you have two shots, you're okay. If you have one shot, you're almost okay. Is that fair? You're an excellent communicator, Peter. You should have written the uh, guide for... Uh, for uh, <laughs> don't do this! Public Health Agency of Canada. <laughs> Because uh, you've nicely summarized what is a, um, you know, 12 boxes of charts and colors and greens and yellows. 
But you're absolutely right. Uh, if you've had a single dose and someone else has had a single dose, you're probably pretty close to okay. But if you've both had double doses, yeah, we can basically go back. And for those that haven't had the vaccination, for whatever reason, uh, you might put them at risk. And therefore, to protect them, you continue to use your public health measures, masking, physical distancing, and washing your hands. That's why uh, double double vaccination will... Um, you know, hopefully the sun will come out. We can uh, begin to feel a little bit more normal again. I'm going to ask you one more question. Yesterday, uh, Mayor Tory, in whipping up public support, and I don't blame him one bit, said, look, we're at 78% first dose. We've got to get that up to 100 And And I said today on the air, there's no way you're not getting it up to 100 Mayor Tory, because there is an inherent, it seems to be approximately 20% anywhere in the world, at least 20%, and 20% here in Canada, who are the, the people who are saying, no, I'm not prepared to do it. It's an experimental formulation. It's going to cause me grief later in my life. Do these people have a leg to stand on? So, um, first of all, let me tell you that uh, you need to discuss this with your doctor. Um, I think most people uh, who are struggling to keep up with all the information, um, be it on social media or the popular media or the scientific, find it very confusing. I get that. Talk to your doctor and uh, most people, when they talk to the doctor, change their minds. But I would tell you, Peter, um, we're beginning to see what we call long COVID. And um, I would tell these people the risks of not getting it, uh, of getting the disease far outweighed by the risks associated with the vaccine. And that's why vaccines are such powerful tools uh, in our fight against disease. Way better not to get the disease rather than to treat the outcome. So I continue to use the same advice. When you get your... When you get your opportunity, get your jab, get your vaccine. I take no convincing, Dr. Wright. I appreciate your time. I know you have to go. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter. Have a nice day. All right. You the same. Dr. James Wright. He is chief of the Ontario Medical Association's Economics, Policy, and Research Division. He's an orthopedic surgeon as well. Could use him right now for that. Back. Uh, We're going to come back. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, recall for a moment, if you were with me, uh, back from the beginning of the show to uh, quarter past one approximately. And uh, I did a little bit of an opener, we call them rants, where uh, I talked a lot about uh, the whole business that we have uh, conquered, at least for now, we have conquered this illness. COVID-19 is becoming less and less of a threat to us as we vaccinate more and more people. What we don't know is what happens in the long term. Now, I don't want to be uh, that spoiled little kid who's going to, you know, killjoy everything, pour water on uh, something you've built in the sand. But the point I'm, I was trying to make, and I'm repeating it now because we're going to open the phones at 870-6400 and take your comments on this. What I'm saying is that we have, as Dr. Wright just underlined, a miraculous thing in these vaccines. Even it doesn't matter what the efficacy rate is. If you got vaccinated, you got your two doses, you're in just fine shape compared to where you would have been or where you are if you haven't got the two doses. What I was saying is this is fantastic, but in the end, we now have a new resident on planet Earth that has killed 4 million people on planet Earth, and it's called COVID-19. And contrary to what it looks like out there today, COVID-19 hasn't gone anywhere COVID-19 is that neighbor that we would like to get rid of, but we're not going to get rid of. COVID-19 is here to stay. 
The issue is, can it ever show its ugly face again? And we don't know that. We don't know that because we're a year and a half into something where vaccines started to be developed not that long after uh, the disease showed up here, but uh, they were developed and they were licensed for use under emergency circumstances, which means the trials were conducted, they were deemed safe, they clearly are effective, but nobody has been able to study what happens three, four, five, ten years out. That's why there are 20% of our, our fellow Canadians who are just not prepared at this point to let anybody stick a needle in their arm. So I want to know from you whether you're buying into that, whether you feel that you are now permanently okay because you had the double shot, or maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you've had no shot, and you want to tell me, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with my vitamin D and my uh, my zinc and my ivermectin and whatever it else, else it is that you feel is keeping you safe. I'd like to look at that because... We have half a story here. We don't know what the other half's going to be. 